0: Hey, what's going on, guys? We're back with another episode for On um, the Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and I'm along with
1: Tyler from On the Spot Sports.
0: And this is probably the first time we're doing it live, like together. Yeah, I,
1: I, I was going to say something. Like, we have not been able to meet up like together in person. It's always been over the phone. Over the phone. I know you guys are probably sick of hearing me as an audio, but today, today or, is or should live. I say tonight? We are live for the first time. I'm super excited to do this live, and we got we got a fun little episode here for you guys. This is going to be some good good stuff because we just went to the Chicago Blackhawks game tonight, and we're going to tell you about our experience. I'm sure Jack's been through it many many, many team, times, many but times. for me, it was my first Blackhawks game. I'm say I'm very glad I got to check that one off the list. But we're here to just talk about the experience of the game. And all their NHL news, all their even AHL news. So, this one is going to be a hockey episode today.
0: Finally get finally get back onto that hockey episode. So yeah. Especially since we went to the Hawks and it was a perfect time, too. So Yeah. So, let's get right into it. So, today we went to the Chicago Blackhawks game against the Anaheim Ducks. And let's just say it was a pretty good game. Especially, I'd say for sure. Especially for your first one.
1: Yeah. I mean –
0: Take us through that experience.
1: I've heard they're loud and that definitely did not disappoint. Matt on Madison. You know what they say about the United center. It was really, really fun. You know, I'm, I'm the Blackhawks were the one and only Chicago team other than the Chicago White Sox. Cause I'm not a fan of them personally, that I, a uh, Chicago sports team that I've not been to a game. So to finally check this one off the list, a Blackhawks game, it was really, really fun. And like I said, Great game to go to as well. They got a nice win.
0: Nice 4-2 win. Nice 4-2 win. Robin Leonard played unreal. Well,
1: Mason, he had some amazing saves. He had some saves. sick
0: saves, especially in that third period.
1: I just want to know what his wingspan was for some of these saves. <laughs> I mean, he, for real. he went up and got some of those.
0: I know. And uh, we almost saw Dominic Kubalik, hat-trick. He just oh. missed it by... What,
1: half, half a second? Oh, centimeter? I mean, that was insane. I mean, empty net. They put him in with about 30 seconds left. The, he has a little ink, kind of flicks it, and then it misses the right pole by literally not even not even exaggerating about an inch or two.
0: And then he gets another chance but misses the net on that one.
1: I think or, a Ducks player hit it, him on that one. Yeah, actually.
0: yeah, yeah. That, it was blocked. But then – didn't matter. Hawks still won 4-2 at the end of the night. That's all that matters. Get the two points, get out. That's so, right. Especially for the, for the Hawks. They're back at 500 at 20-20 and 20 right now. So, it was, it was a good game. It was my second game of the week. I went to the Hawks game on Tuesday where they lost against the Calgary Flames 2-1. So, that was a disappointing game. But, it was glad. It was – Glad I was glad to get to have the Hawks get a win during uh, today tonight's game. So, Tyler, what do you think of the national anthem? The I Hawks? loved it.
1: I absolutely loved it. I've heard Jim Cornelison a couple times before. Um, I'm actually this would make sense for how I've heard him. I'm a pretty big NASCAR fan, and so the Chicagoland Speedway where I go to see the races pretty much every year he does the national anthem at that track so I've heard him quite a few times um it, it, great great singer but to hear him for the first time at the Blackhawks stadium and like said that kind of environment I mean Chicago is known famously known for the Blackhawks for cheering during the whole national anthem and I, I almost forgot about that until the very last second like right everyone cheers I mean it was
0: it was loud. It was awesome. It was loud. Some
1: people, some people. I hate when some people say that it's disrespectful towards the flag. I think anyone who says that is completely and utterly wrong. That is a sign of respect. Cheering for a country, cheering, cheering, for for a nation, a, cheering for a nation, cheering for America, and cheering for a great song and cheering for Jim Cornelius, who like I said, all time great the,
0: singer, one of the best all time singers. He does sure. such a great
1: job, and like I said, just to experience that. It was awesome. It was completely awesome.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the game started The when Tommy Hawk bangs uh, his uh, drum thing yeah. to start the Let's Go Hawks thing. That's pretty electric, too. And then the Ducks got off to a 1-0 start, which was unfortunate. But what do you think of that first goal by Dominic Kubelik and like how the, how the fans all erupt? Well, I think the that actually
1: wasn't the first goal Jonathan Tate's.
0: Oh yeah, it was, a, it was a two on one.
1: It, it was like, yeah, he kinda he kinda broke away on the left side and then just kind of flicked it in. Really good really good job by Taves. He hasn't really been the electric goal scorer that we see Kane. You know, Kane and Taves have been the identity of the Blackhawks and it's been Kane more so racking up all the points. But it was really cool to see Taves flip that one in there. You know, he's been my personal favorite for a while. Uh, but just again, see see that it was really cool. I, I mean it I got a no lot loud, 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 loud again very, really, very very loud, loud. But the one you mentioned about Dominic Kubelik. Kubelik 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 yeah Hawks put pressure I mean especially I, in that second period that we're, was that second, we're facing second period. period I mean they had what three four shots on goal just in that little series and they were poking at him poking at him poking at him we were right there and we were like oh they're so close they're so close and then someone gets a good shot and then catches John Gibson off guard, cubic is right there, punches it in. That was like, yeah, you know, everyone got up for that. That's like – I think that's when the Hawks kind of took control of the game, yeah. so to speak. Because, I mean, they can't – like you said, they came out in that second period like absolutely playing electric.
0: They made it 3-1 soon after that goal too, which was really good for them. And we saw two goals on our side of the second period. Yeah. And then the, Hawk, the Ducks put one in in the, in the third period to make it a one-goal game, and then Kubelik again puts it in for the Hawks, make it 4-2, and the rest is history. Hawks win.
1: Yeah, like I said, almost, Kubelik almost got that hat trick twice, but in the end, Blackhawks win. I think it was a great, great result
0: was a great day for Blackhawks hockey, too. It was, yeah. it was snowing here in Chicago. It, it wasn't as bad as it was supposed to be, though, which is nice. Yes. and It's an easy drive to the United Center.
1: Actually, so. I meant to bring this up, too. This is a really big win for the Blackhawks because currently right now, I believe they were in last place in the Central Division going to this game. and For them to get a win like that puts two points on the board. You know, They may still be 7th, 6th, or 5th. But win's a win. You know, at this point of the season, you know, all-star break is looming. Teams want to get as much momentum as they can going into going into this final stretch. And for the Blackhawks to put a win up like that, you never know. It could be a turning point. So I think that was a very important win for the Blackhawks. Look at last year what the St. Louis Blues were able to do from last place and all the way to the Stanley Cup final.
0: It was around this time, too.
1: It was. Yeah, January, January 3rd, I believe, they were last. Yeah,
0: and – Anything's possible. Blues have proved that to us. Anything, anything is possible. So, well, we're hoping for the best for the Hawks. Hopefully, they can pull off some magic and do the same thing the Blues did last year. That would be pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to jinx it or anything. Yeah, I'm not. We'll just I'm see not what happens. It. We'll, Knock yeah, on we'll wood. We'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: So um, the experience overall was unreal. I I remember my first Hawks game. When uh, was that? A long time ago. Probably when I was eight, maybe. Oh, so You over, got me
1: beat by about ten years right there.
0: It's like almost it's like almost eleven years or eleven, twelve years somewhere somewhere around there. Yeah. Hawks lost. I think they're playing Vancouver Canucks, I believe. <sighs> and they lost but like the experience you have to go to a Hawks game if you're in Chicago. It, the experience is one, two, to visit and one to remember. It's an it's an unreal, unreal stadium, unreal feeling, unreal team, unreal fans.
1: All the uh, all the, all the history, it's right there.
0: All the history is right there. It's a, it's incredible. So, you want to get on to uh, some NHL news now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it.
0: All right. First, let's uh, look at the standings. See where the teams are at right now. So, in the Eastern Conference, we got Washington Capitals at thirty eleven five. Pittsburgh Penguins in second in the Metropolitan. New York Islanders in third. By by a point over the behind the Penguins. Then two points out, two points below the Islanders. You got the Carolina Hurricanes, the surging. Carolina Hurricanes. Then you got the Philadelphia Flyers. You don't really see them out there that often, but they're, they're an improved team for sure. And then you got Columbus, the New York Rangers, and New Jersey Devils to close out the Metropolitan Division. Then we move on to the Atlantic Division. We got Boston 27-8-11. 65 points already in the season. That's really good got Tampa in second Toronto and third Florida fourth and then six points out from Florida is Buffalo 19 and19 19 after they had a really strong start to the season. Then you got Montreal just under 500 and then you got Ottawa and Detroit to close out the Eastern Conference. So now we move on to the Western Conference. And you got the, in the Central Division, you got the reigning Stanley Cup champs, St. Louis Blues at 29, 10, and 7. Then you got the Dallas Stars, who has had some changes over the past few weeks. Then you got the Colorado Avalanche, Winnipeg Jets, Nashville Predators. And the Minnesota Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks are tied for that sixth spot with 46 points and then we move into the pacific and you got Calgary at 25 17 5 you got Arizona which is, you don't you don't really see oh, Arizona man. up there but
1: looks extremely interesting to see the coyotes up in second place
0: Arizona has had a fantastic season so far so I, i'm hoping they could they keep it up and continue to impress the league then in third you got Vegas 24 18 and 6 who's also tied with Arizona, then a point below Vegas and Arizona, you got the Edmonton Oilers, and then a point lower than Edmonton, you got Vancouver, and then there's a bit of a drop-off between San Jose, Los Angeles, and then Anaheim, who we saw today. So those standings are pretty interesting for the most part. Some Some of it's expected, but Arizona, they're having a great season
1: so far. I mean, yeah, Coyotes, this has been a hell of a season for them. I mean, considering what has it been like the past four or five years, one of the – consistently one of the worst teams in the league. And, you know, the resurgence is obviously coming, you know, second in the division, Mm -hmm. pretty much locked into a spot. As of right now, anything can change. But the Coyotes, they got got to be happy with what's going on over there because, like I said, going from one of the – few worst teams in the league to right up in the playoff mix, hats off to the Coyotes.
0: They got two solid goaltenders too, Darcy Kemper and anti Ronto. I remember there.
1: Ronto for a little bit from when he was a Blackhawk.
0: They're they're both putting up great numbers. Aiden Hill also helped Darcy Kemper when anti Ronto was out with injury with an injury. So that helped the Coyotes a lot. So but Kemper was pulling most of that load, and he really has proven that he can take this team to the top. And uh the reigning Stanley Cup champion St Louis blues, are you, do you expect them to stay at the top, or do you expect them to go down?
1: I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I had mixed feelings in the Blues. I I get. I just kind of put him overall for this season as like a wild card. You know, like sometimes the defending champions can have a little bit of a like, like a like a yeah. like they could not be just like as great. I expected that, but them being right at the top again, I I, I was a little surprised. You know, I I honestly expected a team like the the Predators or the Stars to step up and be first or second, but I'm not – I mean, the Blues, they have a great roster, don't get me wrong, but like I said, sometimes, you know, the defending champions, they're not – you expect so much from them the following season and they don't live up to that, and so I kind of expected that. But them being right in the mix, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, for sure. And they – usually a lot of teams have, will have that down downtime uh or down – time in the at the beginning of the season so they'll start out really poor, which yeah. the Blues did not do. They just continue to succeed. They also have gotten help from Jordan Bennington, like since he uh took the load ever since January last year and took them all the way to Stanley Cup finals. Jake Allen has definitely improved this year as he's uh seven and three right now.
1: Is Bennington hurt?
0: No, but but usually St. Louis would have a backup issue, especially in the last few years they had backup issues. Like Jake Allen was not doing so hot last year. He had a bunch of stretches where he's very inconsistent. But if it seems like he's, he's gotten down to business this season and has definitely stepped up his game. Even though he's only played 13, 15 games so far, he – He's still proving to be a lot better of a goalie than he was last year. So,
1: so, do they bench Bennington in favor of Allen?
0: Hmm. They they switch off now usually. Oh. Every few games.
1: That's an interesting way to go about it. You know.
0: Bennington's like the main starter though. Still.
1: Yeah, I I expected that. You know what the way he performed last year, I expected him to be.
0: He's the starting goalie. Bennington is twenty-two and seven right now. Still putting up incredible numbers. Incredible, yeah. He's forty-six and twelve in his NHL career, in the past two seasons.
1: As a rookie last year. As a
0: rookie, and he has six shutouts.
1: That's in
0: two years. That's
1: crazy. Look out for this kid, man. The Blues better not let him go.
0: Mm-mm. Talk about a change for change for the good, compared to what they were doing two years ago. What then we talked about the Chicago Blackhawks earlier. What do you expect them to do by the end of the season?
1: If they don't make the playoffs, I won't be too entirely surprised. You know they've had a lot of struggling issues over the last couple of years ever since they won the last Stanley Cup it's It's kind of gone a little bit downhill. You know, they made the playoffs the year after, but a early first round exit was all they could muster. And then, you know, ever since then, it's been no playoff, no playoff. And it's looking like another no playoff year, unless say shape up something. But I really think the, the firing of Joel Quinville is what ultimately put this team a little bit down on the bottom. I didn't necessarily think that it was Quinville's fault. But we all know in any sports league majority, the head coach does not have the number one say so compared to the general manager. And mm-hmm. ultimately, Joel Quinville was relieved of his duties because of the team's n- n- fail, failure to success, essentially. And you know the higher the the promoting of Jeremy Colleton is it Colleton? Yeah, Colleton. Yeah, I, I've we heard booze consistently tonight when he was introduced by the Hawks at the home home stadium.
0: That's a lot of booze. Still, very interesting situation because yeah. Yeah, maybe his system isn't working right now. But but it could change and you just need you just need time with that and hopefully with time, even though time's running out of it, hopefully they'll be able to put something together and put on a string and get some wins. But I feel like the time for Carlton will be short if he does not help this team. Get into a groove. I think, I think he will. He'll be relieved of his duties if he doesn't get this team going. Yeah. Because 20, 20 and twenty, it's not really a.
1: It's not something it's to be not too not proud something of. something
0: you want to be proud of.
1: It's technically under five hundred. Also, if you count overtime losses.
0: True, and it's not usually. It's not the Blackhawks' style to be a five hundred team. They're. Your, usually way up in the standings. Yeah, uh, ever the since the last like few years. The late
1: two thousands it's been nothing but good results after that just long stretch of failure by first owner Bill Wirtz.
0: And now it's starting to come back where they're not doing so hot. So they just gotta muster some things down, get get to the groove, get to the grind, hopefully move up and move move up their way in the standings. They have the talent. They have the talent to do stuff. It's just about executing that. And also, other news with uh, the Central Division: Peter LaViolette of the National Predators recently got fired after they, went, they started out 19 and 15, I believe, and now they're 20 and 16, 2016 and 7. What, what do you think of that?
1: I was really shocked by this decision. I mean, I understand, you know, you want to make. Necessary changes. I mean, the Nashville Predators have been a Stanley Cup competing team, a Stanley Cup competing team for like the last couple of seasons, and you know now that they're, they're on, barely on the outside looking in. I was honestly very shocked to see them fire Peter Laviolette because he's had a lot of success as a head coach. So you you'd think that they find a way to try to work around it and you know try to bring this team up. But I was honestly very surprised that the first kind of time we see them on the outside looking in is when he gets fired. Very, very shocking. And I actually was meaning to bring up Nashville as a kind of team that has surprised me with their results. I mean, like I said, they've been consistently they've been consistent playoff contenders. And now, like I said, for the first really times in a couple of years they're on the outside looking in, they get rid of their head coach. It's a very shocking move. And I I think – for whichever team was going through coaching changes here, you have to look at Peter Laviolette as a coaching candidate because mm-hmm. he has been proven to turn teams around.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm also really surprised by the move because 1915 honestly isn't that bad, especially this part, part point in the season. But like, I do get it that the Predators are supposed to be a high-contending team. Yeah, they have
1: buttloads loads of talent. They have a lot. of One talent of the most talented teams in the league,
0: for sure. And so that came as a surprise. And then they bring in John Hines as a head coach. And Thursday he got his first win as, a, as the Prayers head coach against the Chicago Blackhawks. And another – it was also a rare thing also happened. Yeah, I, I guess, was going to say,
1: I don't think the highlight was him getting his first win. Mm-hmm. I think there's another highlight that we need to take a moment in. And-
0: Pecorino scoring uh, goalie goal all the way from behind his net into the empty net to seal a deal of 5-2. I don't race. know how you can get
1: a better goal in an NHL game, let alone from a goalie, a goalie, against the Chicago Blackhawks, of course.
0: Even though it's against the Hawks and, like, that's our hometown team, you can't, you can't be sad about that. Yeah. I
1: mean,
0: it's always fun seeing a goalie score.
1: I mean, what is that? They said 12th time ever
0: that's ever happened? 12th or 13th. The last time was uh, Mike Smith in 2013 with the Arizona Coyotes. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's good to see a goalie get a goal. It's always fun to watch that, and he'll be on the highlight reel forever.
1: Yeah. Maybe the shot of the year, Maybe. play of the year. This is the
0: shot of the year, goal of the year for sure, especially goalie goal of the year so far since no one has done it. That that's a winner so far. Well
1: goalie goal of the year. Well obviously that. And like you said, it hasn't happened since two thousand thirteen.
0: Will another goalie score a goal in the near future?
1: Yeah. That'll be an interesting interesting debate is when will the next goalie score a goal? It will happen. But it is rare.
0: Who who would you think would score if it was a current NHL goalie? i say Mike Smith again.
1: Where is he even right now?
0: Uh, I mentioned Oilers.
1: I don't know. I have to think about that, honestly.
0: Marc-Andre Fleury could do it, too, I think.
1: He's a good one. I I wouldn't be surprised if he could pull it off, too. I would – this is a dark horse shot, but I could say Martin Jones for the the Sharks. He's known to show a little bit of aggression. I wouldn't be too surprised if he did it.
0: I could definitely see that happening too. I could
1: another one I could possibly see is maybe Ben Bishop for the mm-hmm.
0: stars. Yeah, for sure. Especially with how tall, how tall he is. He's in his yeah. Lane.
1: He could put a lot of power on that puck and put the right amount of zing, and it could just fly right by everybody.
0: Just like Pekka did. Yeah. So uh, moving on, the Dallas Dallas actually also fired their head coach earlier. This month, I believe it was, or last month. Jim Montgomery. Jim Montgomery was released of his duties. What do you think of that?
1: Well, I actually – this was one of the articles I actually read a little bit on this when I was particularly interested. I heard he had some issues with alcohol abuse, and it was getting to the point where it was affecting others around him at his job and the players. And you know what? Honestly – I don't blame the Dallas Stars for doing this because, you know, like I said, you never know. You want, you
0: want a coach to represent what you value as exactly. a team.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and you don't want anything bad to happen to any of your players.
0: Especially if you're under the influence of alcohol. Yes. Well, like I said, we don't,
1: we don't know the, the specific details of where he was doing it, when he was doing it, was he with the team when he was doing it. We, we don't know some of these specifics, but it's 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 a very serious matter, and you know professional professional sports it, 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 and none of that should be going on. But I I did I did read up on that, and like I said, he he did check into an alcohol rehab center, so that's a good thing. That,
0: that's a good and thing. I,
1: I I respect him after the firing because I did see that he said
0: he wants to change his life. Yeah, him up.
1: He's thankful. Yeah, he's thankful that the stars did that so he could change his life. You know.
0: There was a lot of speculation around that before, since, like, all the other, like, I believe it was two other head coaches that recently got fired for the abuse of the players.
1: Oh, was that Calgary? I, Bill, uh, was his name?
0: Yeah, I believe it was, I believe it was Calgary, yeah. it was Very just,
1: interesting. That was,
0: like, allegations from, like, a few, like, years ago that happened to uh, come up, and they got also with the Blackhawks assistant coach.
1: Oh yeah, Mark Crawford.
0: Yeah, Mark Crawford. He also got that. He was I believe, under. Oh, he
1: he was put on leave, or he was either suspended or something. But he, I believe, he did return mm-hmm. his job. Yeah. So he is back with the Blackhawks. And speaking of actually put on leave, I want to bring this up because this this one. This one was this this does not involve a particular team, but it involves a analyst for hockey. I was completely shocked by reading this. Jeremy Roenick got placed on oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. administrative leave by NBC Sports because of inappropriate language about his former or his coworker Catherine Tappan, the uh the I believe it's play by play, would you say? No. Well,
0: an NHL network yeah. analysis. Yeah. That the, the that was com- also very interesting. The
1: comments that he made, I was very puzzled by them. I really don't... And he said it on a podcast, too, which makes it even more kind of cringy, because it's like, why would you say that kind of stuff? He literally talked about him and Ronick and his wife going on vacation with Catherine Tappan and her husband, and then the four of them sleeping together. It just—it's very strange.
0: Yeah, that—that is And he also very made strange.
1: specific references about Katherine Tappen herself, that just—it bugs you the wrong way.
0: That's—that just should not happen.
1: No, and yeah, Jeremy Roenick was put on leave. Very, very interesting. interesting
0: situation. Should that should not happen at all?
1: Yeah, I in any sport, I wouldn't be surprised if he does not come back to NBC because that—that.
0: That, the, just about reputation and all that it's going to the reputation is not going to be that good for NBC if he comes back well or for him alone it, his reputation is th- going to be ruined from well
1: i was about to say i agree with that 100% but if nbc does not allow him to come back i don't think he'll ever get an analyst job again because i believe nbc has Pretty much all the broadcasting rights of the NHL. There's not another main network that would take him. Like ESPN rarely covers hockey. CBS never covers hockey. Fox never covers hockey. It's it's all NBC. And if they don't let him back, NHL Network, they wouldn't allow him either because NHL Network, NBC, that's kind of like a partnership right there. If NBC doesn't let him come back, he's done. He's never getting an analyst job again. So, it's just very strange that he like again. He would say this on a on a podcast, knowing that there'd be a lot of viewers and especially the, 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 for who
0: the, he is, you're gonna get boy, a lot. Oh of yeah,
1: oh yeah, and I mean, the stuff it it's just very very puzzling. I I don't understand why you would say that. Like, that just in yeah. not just like on a podcast, but just in general, very you, very you strange. All,
0: you just gotta watch what you say anywhere you are, like no matter if you're like if you're big time or, like, small or, like, unknown. So, you don't want to be caught up in all that. And you definitely don't want to be mixed with with uh any bad reputations.
1: Oh, yeah. And like you said, you better watch what you say or even actions, too, because like you said about uh the Flames coach, about it happened a couple of years ago with the abuse of players, you never know what can come back. Haunt you I mean you may not get caught like right away but in the near future there could be some sort of report that comes out and you're busted and there is no there's no turning back because mm-hmm. allegations like that you're done yeah. you'll lose your job and that's it
0: some some other news Ilya Kovalchuk also came back to the NHL and he signed a deal with the Montreal Canadiens Uh, it's all, it's very good to see because I, I love Cole Chuck personally. Um, He's always been one of my favorite players to watch. And then when he went to the KHL, I knew he was probably going to come back to the NHL, but I didn't know when. And I believe last year he played with the Los Angeles Kings, but he didn't do that great. So the The Kings
1: are not that great of a spot mm -mm. either.
0: The Canadians gave him a shot are giving him a shot right now. So, it's going to be I – th- I think he's going to get his touch back and he will become a top goal scorer like he was back with the New Jersey Devils when he was a full-time NHLer. What do you think of Kulchuk coming back?
1: I think it's, like I said, great for the NHL, you know. More news reeling in. I think, like you said, coming from another league, it's, mu- it's must-see TV because, like – you said the return; it gets people's attention, and there you go. He's making noise already coming back. I think it's great for the NHL.
0: For sure, it's so it's a good good marketing thing too.
1: Exactly.
0: Especially for like the especially for the Canadians, and the league in in general, you got you get a star coming back, so always going to bring back bring some some attention back to the game.
1: Absolutely.
0: Marlo Marlowe has, uh, Marlo has played in seventeen hundred. Patrick Marlowe has played in seventeen hundred NHL games. That's incredible. Awesome. That's that's a lot of years and a lot of games that you could play.
1: Well, I see the caption right there, and also that's that's an incredible milestone for Patrick Marlowe. But also, uh, Joe Pavelski returned to San Jose. Another one. That's one of the moves that I thought was very shocking in the off season. It was Joe Pavelski leading the Sharks?
0: Yeah, that was, that was that also really surprised me. I I expected Pavelski to be with the Sharks his entire career. Yeah, one of the,
1: he's sometimes those vet, those veteran players just you get a feel for a certain couple of them that you think you'll you'll think just like see Eric there.
0: Carlson with the Ottawa Sanders. And now he's with the Sharks. Is he a
1: veteran, though? I don't think he's like as old as Pavelski.
0: I think he's around the same age as him. But like, I I expected Carlson he's, to stay I with think the Senators. Would, I think
1: I feel like that situation was a little bit different though, because there there were trade rumors for a little bit. Yeah, that, about that is that,
0: yeah, that is true.
1: Yeah, Pavelski was one of those guys where nobody expected him to just leave like that. There was there was speculation about Carlson for a good amount now, about the Senators not trading him for what season or two before he actually did get traded.
0: Another interesting move was uh Corey Perry leaving the Anaheim Ducks to go to the Dallas Stars.
1: Just about to say that one too, another one. Veteran pretty important to his team. The only really noteworthy noteworthy guy on that Ducks team that sticks out the veteran leaves. Same destination for Joe Pavelski. The Dallas Stars
0: Corey Perry got got uh kicked out of the game, uh, like three minutes in the Winter Classic because he elbowed someone.
1: That's typical Corey Perry right there. That's what I knew. That's what I really knew the Anaheim Ducks for is, is Corey Perry and the and the mostly dirty cheap shots they would take.
0: It was, it was funny. You're playing a Winter Classic game when you want to stay in the entire game, instead of.
1: I don't think when you're Corey Perry it doesn't matter. I think when you when you get a free elbow that you're going to take that chance.
0: And in other news, Elvis uh, Merz-Lincolns gets his first NHL shutout as the Blue Jackets top the Golden Knights tonight, actually. They made 27 saves for Columbus. This this is an interesting goaltending situation for Columbus Blue Jackets because uh, their starter, Union's Corpusalo, was the original starter before uh, – or was a backup before Sergei Bobrovsky yeah. left for the Florida Panthers, and that that situation I thought was going to be really, really tough to fix, especially since Yunus Korpasalo had some inconsistencies. But he he's he plays good in some games, and then he has inconsistent games, other games. But it's good to see Korpasalo get into a groove now since he's a in the starting role for the Blue Jackets. And, and uh, it's good to see uh, Elvis merz come from overseas, I believe, last yeah. year. And to compete at this level at this time in, early in his career and get a shutout against a top Golden Knights team, it's really good.
1: Yeah, I was going to touch base on the uh, Bobrovsky thing, too. Another one interesting situation, though, is that – Whole thing of Bobrovsky, got another veteran leading for a big deal for another team. Uh, big shoes to fill. Big shoes. For yeah. for both for both of those <coughs> goalies. Mm-hmm. Bobrovsky was one of the better goalies for a couple of years, and then then he suddenly leaves, and now these two are stepping up big to the plate or to the net.
0: Corb style is filling that role for sure, and Elvis is uh, close second. So that's always a good thing to have as a as a team. Where, did you see the that Corpus Aller got injured against the Hawks and Merz-Lincolns had to come in in a shootout against Patrick Kane to be the first one to shoot against?
1: Did he save it?
0: Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane against Merz-Lincolns? What do you think's going to happen? He got him. Yeah, Kane scored.
1: Well – it's worth a, it's worth a guess, right? Sometimes the guy can have a bad shot, whatever. But Patrick Kane, yeah, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Kane is not going to
0: miss, especially in a shootout
1: against a rookie goalie.
0: Especially since he was uh, cold and he did he was sitting on the bench the entire game, so not a good situation to come into. No. Another is
1: not.
0: another good uh, off-season signing was. Uh, James Reimer for the Hurricanes. James Reimer, he played for Toronto Marlies. Played for Florida last year, too. and
1: He's been flipping around, wasn't he? I yeah. As well.
0: yeah. he's He's been flipping around. So, it's good to, good to see him having some success with the uh, Hurricanes right now. The other day, he uh, made 41 saves and oh. shut out the LA Kings. Uh oh.
1: When you when you get
0: a forty-one save shutout, that's 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 crazy. And uh, we'll move on to the NHL All Star Game. It's coming up in the next few weeks, and uh, the rosters have been announced. What are you excited to see about for the NHL All Star Game in St. Louis this year?
1: Well, the defending champions get the host, so that's that's gonna be fun. I don't know. I I honestly enjoy like what's it called the skills. I really enjoy the skills competition. Honestly, more than the All Star game itself because there's so many unique and
0: all these players are creative and yes. they get creative with all their like, especially in the breakaway challenge. Like you'll see, like Patrick Kane did that Superman one the a few years Clark- ago.
1: Glasses, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. iconic.
0: And then there's a lot of like. Other, very creative goals. Fast, that, goals and
1: uh, just, competition, yeah, just competition. The challenges as a whole. in general, even the the uh, the shot, the fast shot one. The,
0: uh, yeah, the, the hardest shot.
1: Hardest shot. Yeah,
0: that's always a good one to watch, especially when they blow over a hundred miles per hour.
1: Yeah, Roman. It was hard to catch. Roman, I believe yeah. it was Roman Yossi. Normally tops that one, hundred eight.
0: I think Shay Weber also Shea Weber,
1: yes, 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 yes.
0: Victor Hedman's also up there. I think he won a couple years ago with like a hundred like four maybe, I think, something like that. It's always fun to watch all these all these skills competitions like breakaway challenge, the save relay for goalies. Um they just recently had uh, the Goalie, where they where they shoot the puck from the the crease and try to score a goal, that's pretty cool. Hardest shot, uh, accuracy, the list goes on and on. It's always always a fun time for players, families, fans, anyone that loves playing that loves watching or playing hockey. It's it's always a fun event. And then you got the NHL All Star game the next day, three on three. That's also very interesting, especially. I like this format a lot better than like the the old like format. Yeah,
1: they've been tweaking it a lot, so yeah, three on three. I think that calls for more goals, more action.
0: For sure, especially since a lot of overtimes end in three on three now. It's and you get a lot of goals with that. It makes it a lot more fun, and it's yeah. like shortened too. which like you get you still get a lot of action in those short times. So the rosters were announced two weeks or a week ago, and for the Atlantic Division you got Tyler Bertuzzi's first appearance from the Detroit Red Wings, Anthony Duclair, former Blackhawk, with the Ottawa Senators, his first appearance, Jack Eichel from Buffalo, his third appearance, Jonathan Huberto from Florida, his first, Mitch Marner, Toronto, first, Austin Matthews from Toronto, fourth, David Pastrnak, who's also a captain, it's his second All-Star game. Then you got Victor Hedman, Shea Weber. Then you got Freddie Anderson and Tuka Rask as your goalies. That's a pretty solid lineup, if you ask me.
1: Surprised to see Tuka Rask only with his second All-Star game appearance. He's been the goalie for the Bruins for. He's been a dominating the
0: league for a while now.
1: Yeah, only second. Only goalie. second. And like I said, been been, been around for about a decade.
0: And then for the Metropolitan, you got Matthew Barzell, Kyle Palmieri, Artemi Panarin, Travis Konechny, TJ Oshie, John Carlson, Dougie Hamilton, Seth Jones, Chris Letang. Then you got Braden Holtby and Tristan Jari. Tristan Jari is a surprise, especially for – since he spent going down, going up and down from the AHL early, earlier in the season with uh, wilkes Bear, Scranton Penguins. So, it's good to see him get in a groove because I've also I've always watched him, just from like his recent years and with Pittsburgh, and he's also he's a really young goalie, so it's going to be it's interesting to to see him get his uh, first NHL appearance this year. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: And uh, Jake Genselin and Eunice Corpasalo were placed, were replaced because of injury, and uh, forward Alex Ovechkin has chosen not to play in the All-Star game. What do you think of players choosing if they want to participate in the NHL All-Star game or not?
1: I could see it in a way. I mean, it's it's disappointing for from a fan standpoint, but when you look at it from an athlete standpoint, you want – I mean, like
0: – You don't want to risk injury, especially right. if your and team's trying to make a run for the playoffs. And
1: when you're Alexander Ovechkin, maybe the best player or top five player in the week. And they're a competitive Washington Capitals team, you don't want to mess anything up. You yeah. don't want to mess any chances. I understand.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I totally agree with that, especially for like an injury standpoint or like if your team's trying to make a run for the playoffs, you don't want to be out long-term, especially since this is a fun event. So you don't want to injure yourself or anything like that. So moving on to the Central Division, you got Patrick Kane, Nathan McKinnon, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Mark Shifley, Tyler Sagan, Eric Stahl, Roman Yossi, Alex Petrangelo, Jordan Bennington, and Connor Hellebuck. Bennington with his first NHL All-Star appearance. That does not come to a surprise at all.
1: No, it was only a matter of time.
0: He was an AHL All-Star last year, too. So, back-to-back All-Star appearances in two different leagues. It's pretty good. And then you got the Pacific Division. Uh, you got Thomas Hurtle, Leon Dreisaitl, Anze Kopitar, Connor McDavid, Elias Pedersen, Max Pacioretty, Matthew Kachuk, Mark Giordano, Quinn Hughes, Jacob Markstrom, Darcy Kemper. And uh, Jacob Silverberg was supposed to, but he has uh, personal stuff going on. Then you got Logan Couture, who, was in, who got injured, and then uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has chosen not to play in the All-Star game, which, again, I get because he, you don't want to get injured. And Vegas it has been a playoff team for the past three years since uh, they've been in the league.
1: Leaving the uh, Pacific Division.
0: So I, don't, I wouldn't want to mess anything up like that. So, what are your predictions? Who do you think is going to come up as a top, top division for the NHL All Star Game?
1: I don't know. It's it's really hard to predict. I'm
0: gonna go Central Division. Central Division's gonna win the tournament thing that they do. They have a really solid lineup, and they got a lot of, a lot of superstars in that in that lineup, and a lot of guys that can do. Very very difficult things would make it look super easy.
1: Yeah, I don't know honestly. I think it. We'll see some unpredictable stuff go on. I'm just gonna go with that. I'm not gonna go a certain prediction.
0: So I believe that's all the NHL news we have right now. We'll we'll do predictions for NHL and our for like the playoffs when it comes closer, like that. We're, end of the season, we're going to be doing a lot more hockey podcasts now, happy hockey episodes, because these are fun to make, especially especially since I like hockey and you just went to the Hawks game. So, yeah. like, you got that experience, and hockey's a fun sport. So let's hop into the AHL. So let's go look at the league standings right now. On the Atlantic Division, you got Hartford Wolfpack leading the division 23-9-2-5 with 53 points in 39 games played, uh, which is, I believe is second best in the whole league, I believe, or third best in the whole league. We'll get to whoever is first and second soon. Then you got the Hershey Bears, 23-11-2-3, Providence Bruins, Springfield, Thunderbirds, Charlotte Checkers, Wilkes barre Grand Penguins.
1: The defending champions, huh? Duh. Yeah.
0: Charlotte Checkers.
1: Not defending Calder
0: high. Cup champions. Not doing so great. And then you got Wilkes barre Grand Penguins, Lehigh Valley, Phantoms. Then you got Bridgeport Sound Tigers closing out the Atlantic Division. Then we move on to the North Division we got the Utica Comets going 22 13 2 and 2 so far then you got Rochester Americans, Belleville Senators, Laval Rocket, Toronto Marlies, Syracuse Crunch which Zach is on there right now who we just recently interviewed. So hopefully he'll do so we believe he'll do big things for the Syracuse Crunch. So so let's go Crunch, I guess you could say. Uh, then you got the Cleveland Monsters at five hundred. Then you got the Binghamton Senate, the Bingham Binghamton Devils, to close out the North Division. Central Division, you got the leading Milwaukee Admirals, the best in the entire American Hockey League, with twenty six, seven, four, and two for fifty eight points in thirty nine games, which is incredible for this, which is really good for this time right now especially since a lot of teams are far farther behind than they're 11 points ahead of the second place Iowa wild in that division then we got my home our home my hometown team jacks Belong, and my favorite my favorite hockey team the chicago wolves 19 17, 3 and 1 then you got the rockford ice hogs which is uh who are five points behind the Wolves. Then you got the Texas Stars, Grand Rapids Griffins, Manitoba Moose, and the San Antonio Rampage to close out the Central Division. Then you got, for the Pacific Division, you got Tucson Roadrunners, 26-8-1, who is uh, tied for second best in the entire league with uh, Hartford. And then you got Stockton, Colorado Eagles, Bakersfield Condors, Ontario Reign, San Diego Gulls, and the San Jose Barracuda. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this season plays out for the AHL along with the NHL, but especially for the AHL since a lot of teams are starting really hot. But usually usually they tend to dip down in the standings by the end of the season. So we'll see how that goes, especially with the Milwaukee Admirals being – 58 points with just barely passing halfway of point in the season. It's going to be interesting to see how they do by the time April 11th comes when the end of the season is. So let's get into some news. Wait, before we get to news, Tyler, how's your experience when I take you to the Chicago Wolves games?
1: Very fun to say the least. I've been to quite a few Wolves games over the last two years. This guy's been taking me along. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. You know, even though the Wolves aren't the Blackhawks team, it's still fun to cheer on technically the hometown team. Even though even though we're supposed to not like the Ice Hogs, even though they are Illinois, even though they are the Hawks team, we're supposed to not like them because they're the Wolves rivals, but this guy and his family have been Wolves fans forever, and,
0: and always will be.
1: Yeah, experience is great, to say the least.
0: The experiences at the Wolves games are a lot of fun. It's family friendly. It's cheap, cheaper than the Blackhawks, which is you get a lot more. The well,
1: Blackhawks are top tier, so yeah, but,
0: that. yeah, true. But it's always a fun time. I have season tickets there, but so it's always a fun time. I love going to every game. I love going to the Blackhawks games too. They're about the equal the same. Even though they're, they're both a lot of fun. Which, and anytime I get to go to a hockey game, I enjoy it deeply.
1: To say the to least. To say the
0: least. And uh, so let's get into uh, some news. So, uh, Michael Mike DiPietro embraces uh, his Utica experience. He's been up and down with Vancouver and the Utica Comets in the re- most recent weeks. With, especially as a young player, for especially because he's 20, he's only a 20-year-old, and he's going up and down with Vancouver and Utica. I believe if you if you're at that point in your career like especially at the beginning that ahl experience is really necessary for good development and to help you thrive in the nhl
1: yeah i mean like i said going going through the leagues it really it really benefits you because like you don't really see a whole lot of people nowadays go from like straight to the draft all the way to the nhl they gotta they gotta work their way up and earn it and like you said Great, great opportunity for some players to, you know, earn a good reputation and keep moving up.
0: The NHL All-Star, the NHL All-Star game is coming up in the next uh, two weeks, right around the same time as the NHL All-Star game. So that'll be a lot of fun. And I believe it's in Ontario, California, home of the Ontario rain. So that's going to be – they'll be in California living living the Cali life with the warm weather.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Interesting playing hockey in California, though, especially when it's so warm.
1: It is. It is.
0: What What do you think California hockey would be like? Human?
1: That, to say the least – That's why I can't believe California has what three teams?
0: Yeah, and then they have five in the AHL. Five?
1: Yeah. Wow. It's different for sure. It is.
0: And uh, one of Sky Wolves player is in the NH- is in the AHL All Star All Star game too, which is pretty cool because they usually have like one or two. Like you, in the past few years, they've had one or two, and so it's good to see a Wolves player represent the Wolves and down in uh, at the All Star game. So Lucas Alvin is sweet, uh, he just he's a rookie in the league. He's been leading the rookies in points, so it's good to see the the new guys on the team uh, getting some points and helping the team win. Also in some news, uh, Blackwell and Schneider are sparking the offense for the Milwaukee Admirals, especially since Milwaukee's doing really good. Like, you need a lot of people to step up. So Blackwell and Cole Schneider and Colin Blackwell are two veteran forwards, and they're helping the Milwaukee Admirals stay up top in in the entire league, which is... It's always good to see, especially if you're, uh, like, the NHL level, uh, especially if you're the Predators organization. It's always nice to have those guys that are stepping up in your, on your, in your AHL team and trying to, like, propel the team to do greatness, yeah. to do great. This is, a, this is a good quote here. You are always looking for players who can score and can step up to the next level. So, especially at the AHL, that, that's what uh, Nichols said.
1: Always mm-hmm. is. The youth movement is always alive.
0: Especially in the AHL, like, you want players to to uh, develop, especially okay. at the AHL level. And then once they get to the NHL level, they'll have some experience and they can just build on the experience exactly. and, like, what they had in the, in the AHL and bring it up to the NHL and learn from – the from the top tier NHL players, and then bring down that experience that they get sent down to their own team. Yeah, what, American, way, what
1: ways could they improve on? You know, what ways can can they make their, themselves better to earn a spot back on the main roster?
0: You always want to better yourself in anything you do. Exactly.
1: You don't want yep. to stay
0: the same. You just want to. It's another. That's a life tip. You always want to better yourself. When, when things aren't going going right work on work on it work on what you what you're working on get better it's always going be it's always gonna feel good when you get that success from going to here all the way up to the next level from good to great you're gonna have a lot of uh, motivation and a lot of success that way
1: absolutely.
0: Especially since I play hockey, I use that I use that technique a lot. Like I always want to better yourself. I'm sure when you played tennis in high school,
1: yeah,
0: you always wanted to better yourself and work work as hard as you can. Anytime you got, you just work, 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 and you will get better.
1: Exactly. All the, all the hard work pays off.
0: All the hard work pays off. Trust the process.
1: Yeah, can't give up on yourself.
0: There there's been a few uh HL players that have gotten called up to the NHL recently that have been really a good really like a step up from like to help the help the NHL team. Like Igor Shesterkin uh played for Hartford Wolfpack he got called up to the NHL and made his NHL debut for the New York Rangers. And he, got, he showed a lot of poise in his Rangers debut. And he overall got the win. So, And he's a, he's a rookie. I believe he's like 20 years old, too. So it's just like DiPietro. You just got to take that experience to the next level and then take that experience to get from the top level and bring it down to your team in the AHL. Yeah. And uh, Keegan Colasar recently got called up from the Chicago Wolves to the Vegas Golden Knights since the Wolves are affiliated with Vegas. So that's a good thing, especially as a Wolves fan. Nick Wah has been going up and down for the Wolves in Vegas the Wolves also got Brandon Peary from Vegas earlier in the season. So that's always that's a that's a huge step for them. Yep. Especially since Brandon Peary spent pretty much the entire season last year in the NHL and he brings that experience down to the Wolves and it helps them as a team overall. Exactly. I I believe that's all we got for this episode. So um, expect us to be more, more uh, consistent with videos and with episodes because we got more free time and we're going to, we're dedicating ourselves to this and we want you guys to enjoy it. And we, we really enjoy making these. It's always a lot of fun and yeah, we'll, we have some interviews coming up that will get out and so you gotta, gotta stay tuned to that it's gonna be you're not gonna want to miss those and we got a lot more things in the making for 2020 so just do us a favor hit that like button comment well if you want us to do something like in some episode of something like another sport or like anything just comment in the comments below and of course, subscribe. It helps. It helps us know that you guys like what we do as much as we do, and we always enjoy the we always uh enjoy the support you guys all give us. And uh, follow our Instagram on the spot sports with underscores between each word. So on underscore the underscore spot underscore sports on the spot sports with under, with the underscores Underscores. in between each word and we hope you enjoyed this episode more episodes in the making so stay tuned for that and we'll see you later
1: yeah thank you guys so much again for listening and hope you enjoy what's next to come see you everyone see you guys